things If the sun Reviews the shine podcast <laughs> episode 43 episode 43 okay you know when i woke up this morning you know instagram is like gives you a, a notification they're like you wanted to look at your post from a year ago so there's a post from a this day a year ago of the one of our first shows so really like wow. our one year anniversary our one year anniversary <laughs> i don't get those updates from instagram no i don't think so Got to update your phone, I guess. <laughs> yeah. When you still got a flip phone? <laughs> I no, wish. It's a new I thing. wish I did. Yeah. They show, you, they show you posts from like a year. Every now and again, they'll show you posts. You know, I've ago. actually been thinking about it because I'm like losing it. <laughs> like, in, especially after watching this Fire Festival documentary. Mm-hmm. Did you watch those? Uh, begrudgingly, I watched the one on Netflix. Dude, I mean, like we were talking like... Your grandparents, you know, they're like the hippies. Fuck the hippies. And then our parents are like, what are these kids, these grunge kids? But I'm like, no, this fucking uh, in- influencer generation is fucking scary, dude. Yeah. I was just, did you guys get invited to play Firefest? <laughs> What would make it interesting for you guys? Like, what but, would make uh, it interesting, like, money-wise? Uh, to play that? Like, yeah. I With Blink-182, Ja Rule... Hey man, Major every- Lazer. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know any of those bands except for Blink One Eighty Two. You know what would have been? I've great. heard of Major Lazer, but I was wondering if any of these acts got paid or if they're pro- if are they suing this guy right now? They are. Some of them are. I know they most of the lawsuits and the class action lawsuits of the people that actually paid money and went to this fucking disaster. No, they didn't get paid. They they bailed out. They bailed because the they didn't get paid. They, they, all of the that. artists. Yeah, yeah. All, the, all the agents were just like, "Are these guys going to pay? Are you like, what's going yeah. on?" I'd have to think that though the contracts would have been signed. The agents must have known well before that. Something yeah, was a did. Yeah, with influencer Jonestown. <laughs> no, you know why? But I'm surprised that. I mean, I was kind of half watching it actually. Uh, yeah, you're right. The influence. It, it's just not that interesting to me. Like this guy, I can't tell if he's. Yeah, if he's just a sociopath. Oh, all of it. Yeah, but, but yeah, I guess he's kind of everything. But I just don't care about the people that got fucked over. I don't care no, about yeah. the fans. I, the I don't only care about thing the that would have made it cool is if Kylie mm-hmm. Jenner did like, led like a mass suicide tweet. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, we just got rid of all these people. I, like seriously, like, I, I yeah, would you're not saying the influencer generate the people that were going down there. I think there was some comedian that was on a talk show that they cut to. Did you watch the Hulu or the Both. Netflix? Okay. I heard he was interviewed for the Hulu one. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Was that interesting to hear the his The Hulu point? one is good. It is good. It well, is? they yeah. would just call him out on lies and he'd just be like, um... Yeah, it was really creepy. Mm-hmm. He I, he has this disorder, I think, where he sees what he wants. Like he has this vision, and nothing is going to stop him. And now that's great if you're just a, a, a balanced, determined person. Right. But he's like fucking people over, and he's uh, he's frauding investors. And I wish they showed some of those scenes where you can hear him speak. You because do the there, there was nothing yeah. that like indicated that he was intelligent, just as like no, a person sitting so, there talking. Yeah, no. Everybody, and everybody, and and everybody these, was just like, yeah, he's a genius, yeah, and he's right. got the vision. And I was like, okay, but there's no scene. Where he's like saying more than three sentences. But what did he do that it was so genius? He made a credit card out I'll of tell, metal. I'll tell you yeah. what he did. <laughs> what and this is the inherent problem. The problem I have with influencer culture is it's all like surface. It's all image. It's all this like superficial dream life. It's like 
you basically it's like oh no wow that's awesome it's Ja Rule and all these guys and all these models that are getting paid to be there they're getting paid to tweet about to Instagram about this that are getting paid to present this whole thing it's all a fucking illusion and yeah. this this uh, millennial I, I don't well, I'm tired of using millennial as a bad word it's just like we're done with it I actually like influencer generate <laughs> yeah, yeah no uh, yeah uh, totally yeah uh, it, it's it's generation a, I generation I yeah you know because well actually that's pretty good if you think about it. Because it's directly just to, the self-involved, yeah. You know, sorry, go ahead. No, but and and so what he does is he's like, yeah, he doesn't have a company. There's no company. But what he does is he takes the money and gets uh, 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 big Rob or Fat Joe or whatever one of these guys <laughs> to like pose in a picture in an event, and then it's mm, like, right. oh, this thing is fucking awesome. Or like his townhouse where his company was. He just paid people to be in the pictures, and then when you went to the parties, that wasn't who was there. It's basically a Ponzi. Oh, he's, a, he's a con artist, right? But you know why but these people fell for it? They you know did. why it free, it, it's so it bugs you out so much is because of like we were saying, like first it was the Beatles and like the people that followed them. That's a band though, right? Like the hippies were following the Grateful Dead, and like the grunge thing was based in music and art. This is based on people that are just like, oh, the feeling when Taco Bell hits your fucking digestive. Yeah, it's like totally. it's like meme culture and like influencer culture. And Kylie Jenner, no, like artistic. Kylie Jenner is your Grace Slick. Yeah, so like no. the followers, it's like the hippies were following. That's like band. That's art. They're, you don't they're, see they're following one, this. Yeah, you don't see one person in that followers. documentary yeah. that bought yeah. tickets being like, "Oh, I'm going to see my favorite band." No, Blink One. Whose favorite band is Blink One Eighty Two? They were. They're following numbers. It's but a, they don't a, even care about the music mm. because it's all this. This. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I agree. It's, Back to throwing your phone away and just getting an old flip phone. How would you fare dude, with just a flip phone? You think? I think fine. I mean, I would use the the iPhone for business stuff. Like yeah. you, you, you do stuff for your band and, and promote mm-hmm. stuff to your fans, which I guess is is fine and, and good. No, totally. But what this this kind of like it. Everybody's inherently a narcissist uh, it, to some extent. To, mm-hmm. There's healthy versions and unhealthy versions. This generation, this culture has brought that out like fucking. You know, like it's like the pineal gland activation of narcissism. Like it's literally turned. I I don't even want to look at my friends anymore because everybody is like, yeah. But whose fault is that? I mean, you know, it's just these things are introduced. Yeah, so it's hard to say that it's the generation's fault. If this had been introduced in the '60s, kids probably would have gotten. They had LSD instead. (laughs) They did. (laughs) You know, if you had just put this, because you were saying we are just. Narcissist by nature, right. but it's ever—it's not just kids. Fucking adults are all over. Yeah, no, for no. sure. They just haven't seen planet Earth without it. They don't know right. existence yeah. with without these things. Totally, and that's the trippy thing. Is that that's why you know people that are like our age that still kind of have a foothold in kind of the later third of the 20th century or the later, you know, the last, you know, yeah. I grew up in the eighties really. I mean, I kind of grew up in the eighties and early nineties where I really feel yeah. like my sort of, you know, that's when I started knowing who my favorite bands were and the things that I was into and all of those things happened to sort of late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, but you know, I, I, People thought MTV was fucking terrible and everybody yeah, was no. saying that it was going to kill music and in a way it kind of did. But 
I look back fondly on MTV. I love it, you know. Yeah, no, me too. Um, but it was great content. I mean, we're talking about like the Nirvana generation and like even before that, Pearl really. Ge- yeah. yeah, I mean everything. Yeah. No, in the eighties, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. It was fucking great. Yeah, music videos were done by some of the best directors in the industry. But like, think about it. Even in like the early nineties, there were when like Beavis and Butthead was on. There were probably people from the eighties that were like, "What is this? I want to watch the fucking right. the new whatever video." But that's yeah. my question: was is it different, or is this really just a horrible monster? Like this, this is a horrible monster. This is people. It's also a Aesthetic. It's like these aren't artists. Kylie Jenner and these Jenners and these fucking Kardashians, these other models, they're not artists. No, they're that's just, what I'll say. Yeah, it's they're just yeah, an aesthetic. Yeah, People totally. are just like, oh my God, hot model, beach, jet ski, uh, 200, million, 200 million followers. Yes. And then it's fucking Jerry. It's computer. Who's just like- even though, I mean, it's I crazy. love making memes. It's wrapped like, up in the spookiness of just algorithms and yeah. future shit, but it's also like a, it's a source of networking and communication. And, um, you know, so people's lives are wrapped up in it. Like it, people's lives weren't wrapped up in MTV. Like you didn't have an MTV profile that people could <laughs> right, log yeah, into right. yeah, and like totally. see, oh shit, you like Yo MTV raps? Okay, you're cool. Oh, wait a minute. You listen to like the bangles? No, fuck it. You know? No, it was just uh, like it, your thing, like after school, like that was just your time yeah. and like you and your friends just hanging out watching it yeah but it was kind of like that fire festival feels like a bubble bursting to me and you're seeing Maybe. less and less engagement i mean look at instagram isn't going anywhere and these things aren't going anywhere and people are still like dr- drawn to the same things but i'm noticing a decline in interaction between different people because i think people are just getting sick of everything. they are yeah. yeah no that's very possible. i think instagram i mean it's not Twitter is like slowly dying, even though it's, you know, Trump used it to get elected and like, <laughs> you know, there, there, it still has a place in culture. Um, and it's a forum. It's, it, but it's not as popular as it was, I think in like 2008, 2009. Well, um, like we went out with, uh, our cousin Mary Kay and, and David and their kids were just like, they thought technology was stupid and they're like, well, that's the new generation. Like 10, 11, yeah. So they're going to be hope. our saviors. Yeah. Actually. And then I was listening to a podcast today where this guy's son is like, been like making like his men and his friends make like horror movies on their iPhone. And he's like, well, this is like really good. Right. Like they have these and they're starting to use them more for, I think it's, it was, a, it was that one little pocket. When like yeah. the Instagram started that, and I think it's going to be like a lost generation. It's like totally void of, uh, no pun intended of <laughs> any, uh, talent, you know, originality. It's all just like, like a uh, hive mind or, uh, like just, Oh my God, uh, the f- number of followers, uh, right, right. blah, 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 that I don't even care what the music sounds like. I just like, that's cool because this particular person likes it. It's like people just fell into a weird, like totally. a bad computer program. Yeah. But I think like young kids actually might be like kind of brilliant because they yeah, think the it's already ones, stupid, yeah. but they do, they're like using it for something. Yeah. Like they're, and they're savvy and they're, yeah. they're picking these things up super quick. Yeah, totally. I mean, on airplanes, I just see kids like just getting through their iPad, (laughs) like, you know, one app to another. And these are like little kids. I'm just looking at how, how, how much, like how they understand these things. It's It's, uh, I think the bad, and to me, the bad guys are the, it's the influencer. It's just gross to me. It it is. Cause it's nothing. They're not artists. I mean, I guess some are, but you know, 
I don't know, but I thought it would be funny if the Voids had played there. And after they're the only band that comes, and like as it's like all havoc and like the wind is blowing the tents away, and everyone's fighting for food and booze, the Voids just do a fucking <laughs> sick show, and you film it and do like the one concert film from the Fry- Fire Festival was the Voids. There would have yeah. been a huge crowd. That would have been kind of sick. Yeah, yeah that, that, that <laughs> I mean, would, it would be... have been like Altamont or something. Totally, but yeah. influencer Altamont, where it's like nobody's getting <laughs> murdered. People just break their iPhones and like. Cry just, we're it. like we're the movie score for the scene, just as everybody's <laughs> like. Was the fire festival the thing that you said there should be a horror movie? Yeah, that's what it was. That's pretty yeah. clever. Yeah, there has there, that, I remember that's, that. That's just waiting to happen. A music festival horror movie. Yeah. How is that? I not? wanted to do a slasher film at um, Model Week or whatever it is, Fashion Week in New York. <laughs> it's right. Yeah, there totally should be. We're like the Met Gala. Yeah. That was a low move that he was doing when the fire festival fell apart. He started that NYC VIP thing again. I just the like, people they they made a hundred thousand dollars or something. There's that scene. There's a, they're using the mailing list from the festival well, to send this bullshit. That's just low. and they still make a hundred. It's low, but fucking, you know the people that are like. Oh, I want to go to the Met Gala. Yo, whatever it's it is, all it's my like, and just not looking into who the email is from and just yeah, checking right. that shit out. It's like you're an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, must, he just knew millennials were stupid yeah, and just like so, attacked. Yeah. I mean, look, it, I'm not mode. justifying he seems like a piece of shit, uh, but there's something to be said for personal responsibility here. I mean, I just, that little voice was going on in my head kind of a lot while I was watching that documentary. And then it's Ja like, Rule. Ja Fool And then Ja Rule's just like I didn't have any part of this It's like oh, I would just spend a whole hour Watching a documentary Of you on the beach With this guy <laughs> And every he, Instagram He gives the same toast In every clip <laughs> it, they, You show this in the Hulu festival It's not just one It's like three times He's like Living like movie stars <laughs> Partying like rock stars And what do we do? Fucking like porn yeah. stars <laughs> The Hulu uh, one Yeah the, Check out the Hulu one It's actually It is better It's a little bit more Uh yeah, like they interview him. It's it's better. Something tells me I'd like that one more, um, but I really don't care. Or just go like, home and watch like The Godfather. Or something. Man, I'm watching The Life of Birds, the David Attenborough series, probably for the fifth time right now. I had to pay oh, for I gotta it this watch time. That. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah, it's so good. Wait, is that like a Planet Earth thing, or is it? Uh, it's a BBC thing, obviously, because it's Attenborough. But um, it's not Planet Earth. It's uh, I don't know what it is. It, it came out, I think, in 2005, 2004, 2005. It used to be on YouTube. Um, it was on Netflix, actually, when I first saw it. Then it was on YouTube. And then it, these are one of these things that I always, I can always come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Blue Planet 2, I've seen a bunch of... They're all this shit. I can, it's like a few months go by. I was like, I could start that again. Because yeah. I'll just scroll through Netflix. Um, everything looks boring. And I'm like... It's all boring. I, I, well, I always land in the nature category what's well, either know. that or something about murderers yeah but by the way bringing <laughs> us to have you been watching the ted bundy series so i was just going to say something about murderers um i uh i really only watch stuff at the end of the the day yeah, when i'm getting into right. bed yeah. and that's good and um <laughs> And I, those things scare me before. I, I no, don't like, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm really sensitive. To like it. I watched True Detective before I went to bed a few weeks ago, and I was I like, I was watching. Sleep. Speaking of watching things over and over again, I watched uh, the RFK, the four part series on RFK that's on Netflix. Oh, really? Um, also really good. And uh, the last, the fourth episode is about the conspiracy around his death. Um, There's a conspiracy around his death. Yeah, I'll tell oh, you yeah. about uh, it. In is a it second. the mafia too? No. Huh. Um, there is a uh, anyway. Uh, 
point is, is that I watched it and it freaked me out and I had bad dreams that night. And I was like, God, man, I shouldn't have watched that last episode before I fell asleep. Um, but from yeah. the RFK. Yeah. From no, the RFK. Just, I, I don't mean to he, interrupt. Uh, I don't, and I'm just going to apologize to all the listeners because I know <laughs> they don't like when we interrupt Jeff, <laughs> but, uh, I'm, and I promise I'm only going to interrupt three times, <laughs> but I, when we were a kid and we watched oh, JFK, yeah. I was fucking scared. Cause I was like, wait, who are these guys in hats? Why are they? I didn't realize. Yeah. I thought the government was good people. Oh, no, Ted, totally. Well, yeah, that was too. really the beginning of um, it was scary. the government scary starting me. to be bad people. Is, yeah. uh, that really all, all began in the late 60s and 70s. Nixon really brought that home. <laughs> yeah. you know, when he really I, shepherded that project. It really did. When everybody was like, you know what? These politicians are full of shit. This is <laughs> this <laughs> um, but yeah, with Bobby Kennedy, there's a lot... There's there's a few different things, but it's really interesting. There's um, Sirhan Sirhan right. is the guy that killed him. Um, the people that think that there are conspiracies think that there were multiple gunmen or a gun woman. There's a woman in a polka dot dress that shows up in a few photos who, Whoa, is, said, who is said to have uh, is seen and heard going out of the fire escape from the uh, like the kitchen behind where he had given the speech saying we killed him. Um, Jesus. You know, uh, getting out of there as she fled. Um, there's crazy shit. The LAPD mishandled so much. Um, I don't know if they conspired, but the way that they, um, like, uh, destroyed evidence mm-hmm. and um, were, like, w- eyewitnesses. They weren't letting, like, give, like, letting them speak and give a testimony. And um, so there's more to it than that. But, uh, you know, because Bobby Kennedy wasn't really well liked in, in California, and especially no. the LAPD was really, really um, right racist w- and right wing. Yeah. And oh, he wanted no security. The crazy thing about with all this stuff back in the day is just security for tons of shit, whether it was music festivals like, you know, Woodstock and Altamont Monterey and even politicians, man, they weren't, you know, mobbing around with like a bunch of. A bunch of people looking out but for But you them. think yeah, after no. your brother gets his head blown well, off, that, you might, like, step up your security. And that was the one thing about, uh, they also think is that, that uh, you know, the CIA, to the extent that people think that they were involved in RFK's assassination, was that you're going to let this guy become president and use the full weight of his power right. to investigating the murder of his brother. Um, they were like, we got to get him out. Yeah, like, yeah. So there's, <laughs> Who's that guy with two first names? <laughs> first name, last name. The sixth, but it's just, it's so crazy because I mean, Martin Luther King had, had just been killed just months before. Oh that. yeah, and that's right. 1968 was just a, the sixties were the most far out decade of the, of the 20th century and the sixties. It's just, it's just the craziest nexus of of everything that was happening. Yeah, that's why when every every time someone's like, "God, the fucking isn't the world a crazy place?" I'm like, "You mean the one that's always been crazy?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I I just read an interesting book called Enlightenment Now, and it actually goes like point by point about how the world couldn't be in a better place. Everything you're just seeing is just noise. Yeah, and and um and it and it comes from what we were talking about earlier. You know, the the mass transfer of information. You're inundated with so much that it's you ridiculous. think the, the world is ending, but like it's actually in a great place there's like no wars on this planet right now. <laughs> yeah. okay like none like there's a little skirmishes in pakistan and the middle east and stuff like that and mm. I, i'm getting well, I'm, i mean that's, don't fact check this that's part for the course for, but like for the, that the, the world is like well very pe- now listen on a it, it, because of the tactics that trump uses to sort of 
aggravate people and aggravate groups, there's a feeling of complete like unrest, chaos yeah. and unrest yeah. when in actuality we're actually like things are actually very good. We are, but we're, we're destroying the planet. The mind. It, 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 just in the our planet. Minds. I mean, climate change. So he change talks is- about that too and how adaptable the planet is. So you're going to lose these particular resources and we're already just going to find figure out what the problem well the planet is going to be fine i don't know that human beings are going to be no the planet is going to be fine yeah the planet is going to be just fine it's been here that's like the carlin bit he's like where he's talking about how liberals are full of shit no where the where the ones that are fucked he's like he's like the planet's going to be fine it's been here for four and a half billion years (laughs) we have the conceit to think that we're now we could be doing a better job caring for it it doesn't Mm. mean that we should just pollute it and treat it like Fucking shit. We are a surface nuisance. Yeah. That's, that's all we are. Surface nuisance. And I think people are just becoming like idiots. I would like hesitated to use the R word, but like <laughs> it would have been appropriate. Like with the firefight, like it's, it, we're becoming these like, we're, com- we, we're never going to be. Also, he talks about how this like war with robots and like AI and like how, like bullshit that is. But we're actually kind of becoming the fucking, the, the, the robots. You yeah, know, no, like we absolutely insane. Look at how influenced, you know, people can be or that you can influence people to think that the world is in complete fucking disarray. When well, like you were saying about it. how quick kids are with their iPads mm. and shit, like they're the, they're like the robots. I mean, but think they're about, so dude, think about it. how crazy the world is just going to be in 50 to a hundred years, which is nothing, you know, I mean, versus where we are now, like look at the iPhone one, you know, we're talking about flip phones <laughs> and everything, you know, mm. it's just all of these things are going to, this is. I really think the 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 end of uh, or the moment in in our history where we become something else. Yeah, like but Google is, Google Glass didn't take off. That was the first. No, that's no, just that was too there, weird. There, the there best thing be, I ever heard. But I'm saying, as far I'm not just saying all of the <clears throat> what the, there's something that they said about the first human that's going to live to be 200 years old is already alive on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. we're going to be able to the way that scientists and and uh you know doctors I suppose uh think about they think about um how to fix things on a technical level like they're going to figure out how to repair the heart and how to make it stronger like not and last longer yeah. or in yeah. all of our organs all of these things are going to be they're going to be able to repair us and at that point I don't know what the what we are really um human <laughs> whatever's next you know yeah, yeah. i really think also just the way that we get information um it just keeps getting smaller and smaller i, I feel like it's some it is going to become a part of our by part of our nature however it's living within us like if i want to access something on the war of 1812 i can just Find it. No, it's going to be like yeah, the next iPhone. In my mind. It's going to be like a chip that you don't digest, and it just lives in your fucking it, body. I, the one place I'd like to see technology go is if iPhone and iPhone and Jewel can do a collab. <laughs> <laughs> because I keep losing my jewels. And, like, literally you just suck on the <laughs> USB port on your phone, and you just get, like, a fat It'll just be right. like you'll, you'll have, like, an Alexa living, in, and you'll be yeah. like, Alexa, give me a nicotine blast. Yeah. I don't do Alexa. <laughs> I'll just, never do Alexa. No? I'll never. Uh, do you have Alexa? <sighs> You know what? I, 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 as embarrassing as this is to say, it was a gift from my parents. Oh, okay. um, I, I, I didn't want one. It just arrived at my door one day. I think I was home for Thanksgiving. And, um, and you're into it. What, no, I'm not. <laughs> I have it turned the other way so the, the little 
eye isn't spying on oh, me, and, right. you know, watching me masturbate or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. uh, you, it's it's really interesting. You can go into your Amazon account and you can actually look at all of the questions that you that you ask her. Oh, okay. And all of mine is Alexa. What time is it? It's the first thing I, <laughs> I say every every morning when my head is still on the pillow. I don't even like Alexa. What time is it? And then she tells me the time. And, and then after I get out of the shower, before I go to coffee, I ask her what the temperature is outside. Hmm. I don't ask her for anything else. A lot of people use it where it's like, Alexa, order me some paper towels, you know, order me some toilet paper. You know, they use right. it for, for that. And in a way, it's not so, it, it's it not kind of like. I, I mean, I get it. It's really fucking, you don't have to do anything anymore. But you are inviting a spy into now, the house. Do, do feminists have a problem with Alexa? That I'm it's just some, like you basically just have this like I'm very surprised that yeah. bitch that you can just be like <laughs> yo Alexa where's my fucking yeah where get me some paper towels uh, the thing yo, is is that do I have I, any clean underwear I find myself getting like pissed at her when I set a timer and then I'm on the other side of my apartment and I'm like Alexa stop in the timer she doesn't hear me and I'm like Alexa stop <laughs> <laughs> you know like I don't start talk doing, to me that yeah, domestic yeah. domestic violence with but, Alexa, uh, Alexa. They, yeah they need to make Alex <laughs> no you can change. Uh, Oh, can you, you can change, change the name, yeah. Oh, got it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean the thing is, it's like Alexa, play this song. Like, I'll fucking just get up and play this. Like, I'm not. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Yeah. I don't know. I like doing things. I guess little like the little things. Uh, who is she? But anyway, so just to go back oh, to yeah. what we said, oh, yeah. I think this is our year anniversary. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Well, d- well, we're happy to have <laughs> Jeff Kite. They yeah. say that this is a yeah. bad luck, but fuck them. Toasting with water, by the way. Uh, Really? Is that bad luck? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who to attribute that to. Something tells me it's the Greeks, but I I don't know. Yeah, you've never heard that? No. Yeah, supposedly toasting with water is... uh, Well, should I crack open a bottle of wine? (laughs) (laughs) I've been sober successfully for the month of January. Let's talk about that. Yeah, no weed, no booze, no nothing for for 31 days. Was it the... You just did a string of shows, right? Uh In... uh, and this is crazy because you guys were playing with Beck. Uh, well, I'm, I was thinking about it as I was walking over here w- when the last episode was when um, I was here. Let's um, see, I'll, I'll go through the uh... you... because the Beck shows were in I think like September. Yeah. Last time you were here was August 29th. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure those shows were in September. What is your prototype Beck fan like? What What are those crowds like? I've I don't think I've ever been to a Beck. Show. I never have. It was really interesting. Um, they were, they were older for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like it seemed kind of like an older crowd. Um, not that I think we were really too weird for, for also for the part of the country that we were playing for, you know, 5,000 person venues. Yeah. I think there were some Voids fans there, but I think, you know, people were there to hear, um, Loser and his <laughs> he, hits he and, still plays Loser. Yeah, right? yeah. He played all of. I don't know if that was something that he was just doing for this tour specifically, but he was playing all of his big songs. Right. And he's. I mean, I watched those shows, and you. It's amazing how many songs you know every fucking song yeah. that he's playing, and he, it's a long show. Right. Um. So it was. It was awesome, and there was. God, he had like a fifty-person production crew. It was it was massive. Is that backstage scene? Is that like popping? Is he like back a party guy? Yeah, he was hanging. He wasn't partying. He still but... like get do whippets off cheese whiz. <laughs> but is he still like? I remember I saw him at the VMAs in like I don't know '96, and he was like, "Yo, I'm here with, for like the slow jams with my Coupe de Ville." Is he still like he had cool that thing, dude right? back, or is he like new? Like, He's no, he was um, he was like. There's a lot. I think he was totally. Friendly and around and cool mm-hmm. and hanging out and um, and he was just. It seems like the thing that I liked about 
about him is that there was just an atmosphere of chillness to it. it like um, they would have fans come back before the show. I don't know what happened if they wanted like some prize to be able to come back. Oh, okay. And he, they would do like a backstage like a backroom, um, like little concert, like stripped down versions of their songs and they would jam. Ah. There was this whole vibe of just coolness to right. it where it wasn't uptight at all. If anything, I like were a little bit more well, like... Well, uh, Tyga kind of cut him down defensive. to size. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, well, he, you, well, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but there's that after Grammy party where... Um, Paul McCartney and Beck and like some model yeah. go to a Tyga after party and they don't get in. Oh right, I, this sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, and do, do, does he seem like he's still kind of? Him and Paul McCartney should have been at like Dan Tana's, like having dinner. Yeah, but yeah. Of trying to get just, rap he party. covers like a Tyga song. Yeah, that is the one tough thing. I mean, it's. <laughs> One other quick Beck story that I think that is really cool about him, and I'm not just, you know, brown nosing or whatever. But <laughs> when I was <laughs> But when I was uh, when I was um I was working with this singer, uh her name is Casey Hill. She's a uh R and B singer and she was um on Def Jam. I was her music director and keyboard player for um I think the maybe close to the better part of a year. And, uh, we were going to, which was cool cause it was sort of taking me out of my comfort zone and exposing me to a whole new area right. of the music business that I'm just, you know, not really accustomed to or mm-hmm. aware of, um, sort of the poppier side of things. And, um, so we go to New York to do this iHeartRadio Oh, nice. A- event where you, you know, she's there and she does, we play a couple songs at 10 a.m. and then you're schmoozing with D- uh, like DJs and radio people and trying to get your shit on the radio and hustling, really. It's like a right. whole, that's, you know. So um, uh, I remember that our tour manager also co tour manages Beck and she put together this dinner the night before uh, we played it. We played like those three songs for all the DJs or whatever. Before we played, Beck did a little meet and greet with all the DJs and stuff. Here's a guy that's won um, Grammys and he's like a modern legend, you know? Right, yeah. But he has a record out and he's still at an iHeartRadio thing at 10 in the morning trying to get his song on the radio, meeting DJs and like in, in working it, you know? And you uh, got to do that. Now, you right? got, you really do. I mean, and that's what we were saying is like going to the Tyga party or whatever. Like when you hear Paul McCartney's new songs or whatever, I'm like, Oh God, uh, I so miss me. They're so stupid. Cause he uses auto tune. I know, but he's shout out Tad Moore for correcting me on that. I love it. Audio tune. Uh, yeah, he sounds like a fucking idiot. Of course. But it's like, but you know, but how he's, else is he going to, he's about, trying to be current, you know, stop making music and just like, yeah. What's his desire to be current? You're, you're, you're one of the most talented musicians. You should sell ever. out Dodger Stadium ten nights in a row. Yeah. Play Eleanor Rigby and fucking call it a day. I know, but I, it's, he wants to stay relevant. And also, it's like is he, he the man who lived to two hundred? He fucking looks like <laughs> he looks younger than I do. <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah, well, he's probably can afford all sorts of crazy. He's got the plug, like those state of the art plugs. Oh, he looks, yeah. it's, it's like he's a fucking weirdo, dude. I just wish he's he dressed. Just, he dressed I wish he would like just stay in his lane. Just like make your music. And go fucking back to your. You hotel wish that of all these guys. I mean, even like the Stone. But then it's like the Stones aren't trying to do new no. music. But they, oh it's also God. not a good look for them to do what they've always done. True. 
you know. But I don't. So, I don't see like Keith Richards at like. It's, a, it's also not a good look for them to do their new stuff because their new music <laughs> fucking sucks. That's what I. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But, like they keep it rock and roll, even though. But every time I see Keith Richards, he's always hanging out with like I don't know. I can, well, I guess he kind of hangs out with Johnny Devil. Yeah. Name, but I guess they're all kind of douchebags. <laughs> let, thank God we have the voice. You, you know what? Yeah, really. Real deal. Fucking. Well, get back to tour in a sec. But you know who did it right? Actually, is when Robert Plant made that record with Alison Krauss. Yeah. That T Bone Burnett produced. That yeah, there you that go. was probably like 10, Classy. 12 years ago. Yeah. yeah. He, it's, he sounds Pure. so good. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really good. That's a really good example of somebody that's like making, or he sounds his age. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mysterious, cool record. Mm-hmm. It's like age appropriate. Too. Yeah. You know who did it right? <laughs> Lemmy. Yeah, yeah. Lemmy's just at the rainbow, just smoking cigarettes, playing video poker. No auto tune on his. No, he lives in like some shitty apartment. That would be. He's not going to iHeartRadio and meeting with DJs. He had such a crazy tone of voice. I wonder how auto tune would like handle. Oh, that would be weird. That's a great idea. We should see what that sounds. I mean, that might have actually been amazing if he had used the Yace of Spades. (laughs) That would have been cool. I mean, there's auto tune on Curious on that Void song. Yeah, you know, there's um, we're influenced by auto tune. I'll tell you this. I know Julian uses auto tune, but he. He does it in a different that's just a cool effect that's appropriate for the music. It's like rock and roll, it makes it gritty. Yeah. Paul McCartney's trying to make like a a <laughs> a, a Lance bass out of it. Yeah. Lance bass. <laughs> Lance bass, I Lance think. Bass. <laughs> Lance bass is, is better. Lance uh, yeah, bass. I, I agree. Dude, just like hang it up, dude. I know. Yeah. Um, so how's the state of the voids right now? The state of the <laughs> union is strong, I no, believe. Good. But oh, it sounds we, like you, you were partying a little too hard uh, on that on those shows. Um, well, kind of. I, I think it it occurred to me like it was it was after um, sort of. I, I I think yeah. I knew I wanted to take a breather, but every time that I've tried to do it before, it's fucking hard. You come man. to camp, good boy. Yeah, no, yeah it's, really it's, go to rehab. It's, I'm saying just going out to dinner and like. Somebody opens a bottle of red wine and you're like, yeah, having you're you know you're like, fuck, am I not gonna have a glass of red wine right now? Totally, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, or there's a joint going around and we're having a writing session and we're jamming and it's fun. It's like, Man. or there's a little heroin flowing around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, Snorting, it's not so bad. Right? <laughs> you just, yeah, you just fall asleep for twelve hours. Yeah. So it's harder than I thought, but uh, yeah, no. Um, I smoked a joint on the way back down from Carmel on December 26th. That was the last time I got high, and uh, I had a couple of drinks on when I saw you on New Year's Eve. But oh, I didn't okay. get drunk on New Year's Eve. I just had a couple. Got it. Um, so uh, we're playing at the Will Turn. On, the Voids are on saw this Saturday. On the, the two of you can, I've got you if you're interested in yeah. coming. Uh, when is that? <laughs> this Saturday. Oh, I uh, saw that today on the marquee coming uh, to the grocery store. This Saturday. Yeah, you want to oh, come? Oh, fuck. Well, yeah, maybe. So you, this you, is, I'll, I'm going to celebrate <laughs> on Saturday. I'll have my first drink in... Uh, I'll, I'll drink with you for a, for a Voids. Uh, yeah, because we can pregame at my place. You can walk to the Wilton from my house. It's wow. very true. Yeah, you should come by. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm got, probably going to be hanging out backstage. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to be doing. Um, overall, shit's good, man. Um, we're, all of our stuff is moved into uh, Amir's house, his studio in the backyard. Um, that he's got a garage that he's converted into a studio, which is where we recorded a lot of virtue. Um, and we're in the middle of doing the next thing right now, whatever the, it, that's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be an album or if it's going to be an EP or something. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting year because, um, you know, the strokes are announcing a bunch of shows. Oh God. And, um, so things are sort of cooking up over there and we're, you know, trying to keep things kind of going, 
over in our world and yeah uh the the lead singer of the band can't do it so like you and amir just you start your like own band but it's basically just playing void songs well i mean yeah, you right, know that's yeah. why amir and i started coastal kites amir, really. oh, amir, yeah, right. amir is, and the voids uh, <laughs> well really and then also a lot of it is is this i mean the 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 songs that we're going through we spent december and pretty much half of this month just getting things organized because there are voice memos on Julian's cell phone. There's sound check jams. There's my own demos that I've made at home. Jake's made demos. Jeremy's made demos. There's a lot of little ideas and he finds things that he likes in the smallest of details Mm. from, Oh, remember that thing you sent me a couple of years ago? There was like, you know, a hi-hat pat. He'll, he'll, you know, he, so we've really got to fine tooth comb and title all the files. And then we sit around and start making sense of all this stuff being like, okay, that idea is cool. It seems to be in the same kind of feel and tempo as that idea. Maybe we bring, you know, drop the key and like Mm -hmm. we get into the room together and then we start sort of Frankensteining ideas together to see. That's how we write songs. So everything's good, man. We're hanging. We're seeing a lot of each other. He He's living here this year. Julian? Yeah, he moved his family here. What's his address? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, I want to send him some, some beats. Wait, how long, uh, how long are your, um, your sound check jams? How long do you sound check for? There are, there, it depends because, you know, on any get the vibe of tour is such that um <laughs> you know somebody might not show up for sound check people might be in a bad you know you don't know what the spirit of a sound oh, check it. is going to be we might not have one mm. they might be we might be working on details of songs that might not be working out so well as we've been playing them on the tour that we want to be like Okay, let's let's work on this bridge for a half hour of this song because something about it isn't working and stuff. Right. There was a sound check that we did in London that was um I don't think we stopped playing. It was a jam that went on for I think 70 minutes. And then that might have turned into a song. It is. There's about right, three right. songs there which will be songs um they're already finding their way into like, you know, um gluing them on to other ideas and stuff. And, but that was really cool. Those are the things that I wish that we could bring that type of, um, like I wish our live jams that we started doing, you know, in fr- during the show could be as good as those jams that we were doing in soundcheck. Well, where, that's like fish. Fish has like some legendary soundcheck jams yeah, where I they go they for do, like yeah. 50 minutes yeah. and people are like, they'll release it cause it's so fucking good. Yeah. And the I've heard blink 182. <laughs> some of their most memorable uh, performances have been sound checks. <laughs> Dude, yeah, just a, a, a ninety minute, all the small things. I mean that. Yeah, you're right. That fire, fire. I almost said firefly, but that's another festival. I think firefly. Well, they're they've been trying to do more fire festivals. This is the thing. This guy's insane. Wait, Fucking have any weird. rappers any ever been wanted to do collaborations with you guys? Uh, yeah, there was Tone a Loke. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. TL and the Boys. We uh, we almost did something with Shabazz Palaces, who um. Who is that? Shabazz Palaces. They're from Seattle. Oh. Um, uh, remember the song? Because I'm cool like that. Yeah, Diggable, Diggable Planets. Diggable Planets. Um, he, was, <laughs> he was the guy. Um, and um, Shabazz Palaces, they're fucking awesome. I love the Diggable Planets. Yeah, you'll like Shabazz. They're cool. Uh, we, were, we brought them on tour. I don't remember how many shows we did. But um, um, Tende, one of the guys, I think he's... 
oh man, I don't, I think he's from Nigeria and he can play the kalimba, like the thumb piano, like he's awesome. Oh, oh, I know. So he would come up on stage and he sat in with us, I think once, maybe even twice for, um, father electricity, which is one of our sort of Afrobeat mm-hmm. songs. And they're super cool. And, um, was there anybody else? I think that was it. I think that was this tour you did with Beck. Was that a, a bus tour? The bus it started in LA. You guys drove all around the country. No, and- we flew to um, we flew to Minneapolis, and the bus was waiting for us there. Same bus is, al- is always the same one. Are they? Is it they update it and change it? Oh, you just rent. You just, you just get, rent one. Yeah, you just get it for. Well, however long that was, 10 days. And do you get requests? Like, they customize it, like, Jeff likes Reese's Pieces. Oh, yeah. They, like, have. <laughs> no. Um, it's, pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty standard. They're just usually, it's usually a prevost, and you have kind of like a, a living room in the back that has, like, a TV that you can connect an Xbox to, so you can sit back there. Amir likes to play the Xbox, so, you know, there might be some, like, FIFA going on back there. Right. And then when everyone's asleep, you get in there and just throw the uh, David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah. No, those I'll just watch on my iPad right, yeah. in, in, my, in, my, in my bunk. You're in one of those bunks with, like, the curtain? Yeah. Yeah. Is it comfortable? Is it, like, memory foam? I really like it. I, mm-hmm. I like the movement in the motion of... Um, it's weird. On a boat, I can't be, like... Um, on a boat, I'm sensitive to, uh, like to motion sickness. Motion sickness, but um, or, for some reason, the buses it it just it, it rocks you to sleep. It's not it's not that bad. Um, it can just get fucked. Everybody has a different um, like temperature setting that they uh, like. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you got twelve men, sort of like. In this small <laughs> right. area, yeah, sleeping—it's like together. Das Boot. <laughs> it's like crazy. So uh, that can be pe- some of the guys like it hot. I like it. I like it freezing cold. Oh, right. when I, I need it freezing cold. Got it. And, and then really during the day, tunes are going in the in the van. There's a hang, but you're parked. You wake up. Um, you 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 don't stay in hotels as much because you sleep on the bus. Yeah, right. You shower at the venue, right? Or you'll have a day room. Right. So we'll wake up, for example, like if we play in um, St. Louis and, you know, we hang there, we'll have a bus call at at about 3 Mm a.m., which is a lot of fun because Beck's, you know, band will too. So after the show, everybody's hanging out, kind of staying awake um, until bus call. Mm -hmm. You don't want to fall asleep. You're going to wake up once you hear the bus start and everything's the commotion. Everybody's starting to move around and everything. So you kind of stay up, hanging, hanging out backstage. And then you sleep through the night as you're driving to the next right. town. And yeah. then you wake up parked at the venue. Um, and you'll either Uber. T- if you need to take a shower, you can Uber to a day room. You, you will just get some shitty, like, Best Western one or two rooms for, uh, for the afternoon, for the nice. day. Do you ever, are you, just, are you ever like, I'm over this, I want to be home? Or are you just like, this is fucking awesome? Um, I don't know if we ever talked about, like, comfort, yeah, like getting sick of the road. No, I, I really like it. I, I, there's a crazy wanderlust. I just, I, I can just be gone all the time. Right. It's funny though. It's like, but when I'm back here and then there's like a tour a week away or whatever, I get a little bit of anxiety being like, oh man, I'm home. I'm, I'm writing a lot. I'm sort of in my routine. Um, but as soon as you drop me in it, I, I love I love it. What, uh, it, where is it? When is it weird? Like, okay, so say the bus is going and you wake up and it's like 8 a.m. and like some of the guys, maybe Julian's there. Like, 
you roll to the uh, fridge and, and like crack open a beer. Mm-hmm. That's just to- that's rock and roll. That's co- totally normal. Or is it just like whoa, dude? Nine a.m. <laughs> we're, we're going into beers. Not at all. Yeah. I don't. I don't really have a, a thirst for for booze in the morning. It's never the f- the first drink I, out of the day that I'm not on tour. I guess. Yeah. Because it is the thing is is you know the last th- you don't want to get sick so. There's a way you get better at maintaining um, and making sure that you're not stupid because if you've got a three week run yeah. and you're going in really hard at the top sure. and then you have you, you wake up with a sore throat and you have then the next week is fucking hell. Oh, yeah, dude. It is not fun to have like a, a bad cold. Right. And then you're not comfortable. Because it's know, hard to sleep with a cold in your comfortable bed at home. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 You know, so. Um, and then there's just no peace. There's no way to just kind of heal and get comfortable and everyone's around and it's like, you know, yeah. so you got to, yeah. But, Something we were talking about but earlier. But no, yeah, I mean, there's definitely like morning, morning, morning drinks that, that happen. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Yeah. Now, what about like a morning line of cocaine? <laughs> Is that going to get weird? No comment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you ever had a, been dating someone in LA and then like you're talking about like I got a tour coming up and the girl's just like. Tour? Only yeah. the tour gonna last. Yeah, yeah tour? that's um, because you that happens yeah, to me. That to you. I mean, we just have our little band, the Drunk Old Ladies. Uh, <laughs> shout out! And, but we had a little four uh, show run uh, a couple summers ago. Yeah. Four, and, four uh, days, four days, four days. But I was dating this girl, and uh, and and uh, we were talking about the band and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I mean, we're we're heading out on tour in uh, in a couple weeks. Tour, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of that. It was pretty much the end of that. I mean, there were some other. Uh, well, if you're going out other... of town, no matter what, I mean, if you're if you've got a good thing going, Tour? it really tests it, te- it tests it like the early stages of of a relationship. Because what girl is like dating a guy that's going out on tour in a hot rock band and is like, oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be faithful. That's the well, thing. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, I know it's uh, you know, Julian's married. Jeremy's got a serious girlfriend, right? Uh, but those Jake's... are those are guys that are married. Those are girls that are married to rock and roll they're they know the life like they get the life you know mm. y- y- if you're just dating a girl that's you know might be this is a new thing for her you know has that happened to you where it's like tour um <laughs> i it, i don't know that it would have been any different i guess yeah to there's a specific thing to leaving to go out on a on a, on a well, is there anything else tour? you want to do for a living <laughs> but i'm just saying like just to leave town that always can deflate kind of like a vibe yeah because yeah, if yeah. it's early on then you know there's the obligation to kind of check in while right. you're out of town and it's like oh fuck we haven't like really t- you know like texted or talked in like 72 hours and now it feels a little awkward that can kind of spin something out right yeah and then um and there it is tough because it's a really unique experience tour yeah. and you get to kind of be a child you know all you really have to do here is you're responsible for showing up uh for soundcheck on time and for us that doesn't even happen mm-hmm. all the time so um so to be, to feel like obligated to check in and stuff, a lot of the times you're like, I'm just, I'm out right now. Yeah, you know? I'm, out, yeah. I'm out there. And totally. it's not even about like hooking up with other, it's just like just being free. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, but you got to watch it. I mean, like, that's the thing sometimes when I even just question myself, I'm like, man, am I ever really going to grow up? Well, because you know, we I, were talking about that uh, a couple of weeks ago where you made a point that I really relate to too, is like, I'm set in my ways. And no, like but, when you get to 40 and you're not married, it's like, I was thinking, I was actually in my apartment today and I was like, God, if I was like in a serious relationship and it's like, oh honey, can you, and no, 
I don't want any senses that start with can you or anything other than what I'm fucking already planning on doing in no, my I mean, we have a flow state. Yeah, we have a career like you and we're, we're writers. We work from home, but that we we don't. You I mean you want to grow up and have like your shit, like your life in order, but like we don't have to grow up in certain aspects. Like I've been in these Puma pants in this Patagonia all day. Well, yeah. I, and it's the same. We probably spend our days <clears throat> doing a lot of the, the same. Like I'm writing all day. Yeah. I don't have a set schedule. I wake up and I'm writing music from pretty much nine thirty until I kind of run out of steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, which oh, you, babe, can you pick my son up from school? Today <laughs> so I'm saying, you... but even where it's just kind of like there's an ex, <laughs> you know, an expectation to like get the day started and grab. Co- it's just like n- my morning. I'm very set, like protective of it. Oh, yeah. I want to wake up. I want to get my coffee. I have my flow and my routine to kind of get my my brain going mm-hmm. in the first. You know, couple of hours, that's like a big time for me. Totally. Um, so, I, yeah, there's really no compromise. Mm-hmm. No, like uh, if I ever have a girlfriend, because I've fucking, I've been single my whole life, like, and she comes home from work and comes over here, it's like, really? The pants, the Puma pants again? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. What do you want me to do? I'm not going to wear jeans around my apartment. Like, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I'm fucking relaxing. Right. Well, but you can relax in a pair of jeans, you know? Yeah, it's just not as comfortable. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't have sweatpants. At least these have a puma on them. Like, it makes it a little better. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, that resonates with me. I don't leave the house anymore until I'm in a good state of mind. Because I used to be like, all right, I would get out of bed and, like, maybe go to the store or, like, go run errands. And, like, all if you're not in the right frame of mind, like, everything would set me off. Especially in Los Angeles, where I just find the general population of Los Angeles to be fucking the worst. <laughs> and uh, just on a day-to-day level. I mean, look, I have some of the greatest friends of my life that live here. It's a wonderful place. You've had, you know, wonderful success. But on a day-to-day Boots on the ground, fucking level. I find the people in the city to be horrific to interact with. Now, that stuff doesn't apply to everybody. They're, like the woman I, at the dry cleaner who I bring a banana to every time. Like, we have uh, a great thing going. You know, but like, that's just, I don't bring bananas to everyone. It's for good reason. Um, but, uh, it, it, but so the getting my mind right before I do anything now, that was a big game changer. So now I do my whole morning thing. Yeah. Like, we'll work, I'll do my things that need to be done in the afternoon, but I will not leave the house until I'm like, crystal clear and in a, in a positive. And, but are you doing work like before you step foot out the door? We'll kind of do our work, but I spend like two, three hours just like meditating, might do some breathing exercises, like real. And if I'm in like a weird funk, I will sit in a chair until I'm in love with life. I'll shut my (laughs) eyes, create this idea of what will make me like, what makes me happy until I am there. And then I go out into the world. If, because before where I was just like getting up, it was like Michael Douglas and falling down. <laughs> like, I mean, there were times where I was like, Jesus Christ, I could have like gone to jail if what was in my mind actually <laughs> happened. <clears throat> yeah, I think I can relate to that too. But that's also working from home and then having to go out. It's, it right. sucks. It's such a shock to the system. No, like no we, yeah, you get weak kind yeah, of. When we have meetings, like, like say we have meetings in like West LA or like through, yeah. Fox, it's just like. Oh fuck! This sucks. Like you haven't, I haven't taken a good shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I can't even. Believe I I'll meditate. tell you. Well, you're, we're all lucky, the three of us, no, then, because very. most people got to fucking get in the car and get. And on I the admire that. I totally to, admire that. Well, that. I'd be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> that's you would why, be Michael. But Douglas I mean, that's why through. we do what we do. I think. I mean, there's a lot of things I, I like art and I like writing and I like movies and music and and you love music and uh, and. 
and there's that part of it to get into creative pursuit, but a, a big, big chunk. And I don't know if it's 50, maybe it's even more for me. It's lifestyle. Like I, that was a big, big thing. Like right out of the gate after college, I had a nine to five, two weeks. I was like, nah, <laughs> no, I'd rather, I was a bus boy and I was happy out in Malibu. Cause I was I just like, same th- thing. Yeah, th- uh, Cause you can just say, all right, that's three nights a week. Yeah, and I right, cover right. my nut. And then to be able to wake up in the morning. And like not have to fucking go do that grind. That's a huge part of it for, for me. Yeah, yeah for sure. A lot of times I forcing myself to doing the opposite of that actually surprisingly because fresh air and like the sun hitting your skin and just mm-hmm. being outside sometimes like I, I hear you and I relate to what you're just saying, but sometimes the opposite is also true. Like I just need to get out and like, you know, I'm not saying like I'm going to just go walk on La Brea where there's right. like fucking you just walk right yeah. into the tar pits. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, no, but I'll just I'll sort of zigzag through the neighborhood and I'll just kind of like just, you know, recalibrate a little mm. bit. This is why, like, I like how central we are because you and I live close to each other. Yeah. And it, it is a good area. But as the, every year goes by, man, I, I'm really longing for, like, opening my front door and just... You know, yeah, just up in like Ojai or something. Just something yeah. serene and a little quieter and a little slower. Right, right. Um, you know, it, it's very hard, specifically with what you were just saying, Brandon, just like in LA, I think, because it just operates on such a f- irritating frequency mm-hmm. that, um, that, uh, it can really, it can spin you out just the slightest thing. It's like I could be crossing. You know, if I'm going to coffee and I go, I can go one of two ways. I can sort of go through the neighborhood, which takes a little bit longer, but it's a little bit more chill that like, this is the first thing I do every morning when I walk to go get coffee. But a lot of the times I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go walk Beverly and I'm going to go. It's, it's, it's the more trafficy route. Can, can just- I say, you know what I think my problem with LA is you have so many entitled creative people in these service industry positions, whether that's working at a coffee shop or working or whereas like in another a normal city, you might just have like a girl who likes to play guitar or whatever. And like, she's just works in a coffee shop or a normal person just working in a coffee shop or working at uh, the juice place or any other place you have to run errands mm-hmm. in LA specifically. You have so many people that are in their mind. They're already a massive celebrity <laughs> and important. It's it the narcissist. It's a massive disease that's exclusive to LA. It's a little bit in New York, but in LA specifically crazy people that move out here are just super delusional and <laughs> entitled and crazy. So I find every interaction I have with those types of people, they just don't want to make anything pleasurable for you at all. They don't want to make you they they hate that they're in a yeah. subservient position. Yeah, they're yeah. like, I'm better than this person. I'm like, you know, I just hate this. And there's no reason why I should want to make this like a, a, a pleasant interaction. Yeah, I think um, waiters, bartenders, yeah, I've bartenders in Venice too. were the worst. I've noticed that bartenders too. Bartenders were? Venice. And I found even like the surf guys. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying with. Um, You'll be like, hey, man, how's your day going? Pretty good. How's yours? It's like Jesus Christ, or it's dude. it's it's, it's, it's more. It's I'm gonna more, go make coffee at home. I think it's just more <laughs> like a, it's just more this like blase, not helpful. Yes. Um. Yep. You know where they're just kind of they're in their own zone, and I know you need a coffee, but I'm in no rush, mm-hmm. so you know. 
uh, per capita, I, I agree. I, I experienced that more in Los Angeles than I think anywhere. Yeah. Well, anywhere you think it's a fucking huge city, and then you have that annoyance factor. So put those two together, and it's fucking hell. I yeah. mean, not to just sit here and bash. I LA, mean, I love but, LA, but like it's it'd be a generational thing too. By the way, I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it is some of the, some of this new, this culture, this uh, Instagram. Yeah, going back to culture, what you were saying, that, I think it is tied into that, which makes LA. Yeah. It's they like an extra all, dose. Yeah. They 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 think they're entitled to more because they're opening up their apps on their phone and seeing everybody living this extravagant life that mm-hmm. they think, how come this person and not me? You know, and they just it's a colossal bummer, man. I feel like a lot of people are just uh are reeling from the anxiety and sense of isolation and alienation. Um with all of the social media and there's a lot going on with humans right now. Yeah. And it's, this is uncharted waters for us. Yeah. Like totally. at no point in our evolution in, ever in our history, have we ever sort of been tested like, like faced this. this. Yeah. Yeah. But I do feel more than any other time when I leave the house and I don't know if this is the same in other cities, but I feel, and look the days I actually, I, the the day is beautiful. The world is beautiful. It's like everything should be going right. But I feel every day when I leave the house that I'm, I know I'm going to be going into some kind of like weird battle or I feel this weird, just like it's, I've never felt it before. That kind of ominous tension of some kind where the world, like we said, it's, it is good. It is. Uh, I mean, p- don't believe everything you're seeing on the news and hearing on the news. And well, you're talking like something like a shooting is just going to happen. No, no. Just like there's. I, mean, not, I always feel that there's there is kind of a disconnection on a person to person level that I've never really felt before that I'm much more sensitive to now. It's in L.A. Yeah. Well, that's L.A. because everybody's either at home, at work or in their car. There's no like intera- there's no like interacting here like there is in New York. Right. Or like Chicago. Yeah. Everybody here is just in there closed off to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, in New York, it's like the city pushes you out of your front door. You have no choice. You, you, right. Your place is so tiny. It's yeah. like you've got to get outside, and it's so expensive. Come on, honey, you got to smile. <laughs> and it's so expensive <laughs> it's there that, that you have to work. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is a, L.A. is a much more forgiving city. Uh, you can stretch out a little bit. That's changing, though, by the way. I mean, there's so much more room to just, even the neighborhoods now, uh, a friend of mine just had to move. He was telling me what the rents were when he was looking out in um, uh, Mount Washington, Highland Park, Eagle Rock, all of these places. For anybody listening that's not from Los Angeles, this is like, you know, when we first moved here, this was like, you could have found a place for nothing oh, yeah. all the way out there. Mm, yeah. And now the, the one bedrooms are, it's more expensive there than it is, you know, over here. Yeah, totally. Um, so that, that's changing in LA. I think there was like a huge New York exodus, like all the creative people, you can't survive there, man, being an artist anymore. In New York? Right. No. Oh, fuck yeah. no. But like I go to, I, uh, sometimes if I'm over there, I'll stop at the bagel place in, um, Highland Park there. And you know, you got this tatted up. I'm like, this is not my bagel place guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, where's my like, sort of Just like, like the angry, like, old so Jewish I've got, guy. now I've got the tatted guy working at the bagel spot and I'm like, Hey man, how's you doing? Super, super, super good. My dude. <laughs> What are you going to be having, man? Yeah. It's just like, I, and I know you're sort of being nice, but I'm just like, no, what? <laughs> what the fuck? 
I don't uh, even want to bagel anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't run enough errands. I guess because I get up and I do transcendental meditation and then I walk her. But I walk her down like Larchmont, mm-hmm. which is this like very quiet, peaceful street. And then yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't run that many errands. Yeah, like I got to figure it out. Shout out! I to do. I do my grocery. St- I do my grocery. <laughs> no, Amazon. I do my grocery runs at night. I go. I do my grocery runs at like ten at night. Yeah. No, I like to do. Uh, I like to do these things when it's. But you know what? It is kind of good to do it. Uh, I go to the grocery store now. I found like my sweet spot, and I always tell the cashier when I'm checking out. I'm like, man, let me let me ask you: Is this the best time to come here and go grocery shopping? What I'm time like, is it? It's at three, like around two forty-five, three o'clock. And that's when I go to uh, Trader Joe's, and there's a couple things that I need at a few other places, but I, I do my main sort of shop at Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. which is just a fucking horror. The parking lot's oh, always yeah. got up. You know what I mean? But you go there, and, and, and I'm in and out of there. Grocery stores, for I don't know what it is. It's such, I never have a good. God, we're just kvetching this whole time. <laughs> yeah, we but, really uh, are. But, um, but uh, I, I, I need... Shout out to Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, I need this to get... episode is sponsored by Amazon Prime. I need to get in and out of a motherfucking grocery store. Yeah, no, I, I got my routine I done. can't spend a, a minute when somebody's just spacing out in front of me with their cart and then you know there's they got their little sippy cups of coffee and oh, just dude. kind of enjoying their grocery shopping <laughs> experience. I'm like, I have murderous rage. And I, I, I go to the Ralphs on Western and um, Western and um, Wilshire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like <laughs> somewhere between a bus station and a needle exchange. Well, do you saw a <laughs> like guy the, there dressed like Heath Ledger as the Joker? Yeah, but like, that's and, and like, I, I don't even put my produce down on the belt before because like that thing will come up that, that you know the, the belt that moves the groceries and it'll come up from the back and there's like drool on <laughs> like it. gum on it. Yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck, man? There are. Some, this is disgusting. So L.A. Disgusting. is a really. It's, it's like. A fucking third world country. I some parts, parts yeah, of it are. It it's so fucking just ghetto. I had a guy in. Uh, we were in the checkout line at Trader <laughs> Joe's, and he was clipping his fingernails. <laughs> oh God! Our, my dad had the best line. He's like, "That's like wiping your ass in public." Yeah, uh, it's, and it there's really something is. about that sound. I can't. It oh. it, it, it makes my scr- my skin. Dude, and those things will they fly. fly. Yeah. Doing They're dangerous it around food around in the uh, grocery uh, store, and I can't believe. I, I mean, I'm so. Cl- and I should have done it because everybody, nobody. <laughs> saying anything to this guy yeah. and i should have been like excuse me what the <laughs> fuck are you doing <laughs> i wouldn't have sworn but i've like, been like excuse me not here yeah i don't even do guy. that on my tour bus yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh god I'm line at the grocery store oh, um, yeah my man. pavilion like the pavilions here in hollywood it's pretty like there's no like really annoying people. Well, no. Gro- like- well, the gro- grocery store isn't hasn't been kind of staffed by some of the annoyance, the annoying people like I'm kind of talking about, like the guy at the bagel place. Um, oh no! But like Erwan, you're gonna yeah. get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Whole Foods, you're gonna get. Well, that. Erwan's a different kind of thing because Erwan is like um, <clears throat> there's like a. I mean, speaking of grocery stores that I just got to get in and out of, <laughs> there, it's such a manufactured. Pseudo spirituality, yeah. kind of like uh, positive, you know, health. Like yada, cafe yada, gratitude, yada. dude. Irwan's Hi, out what of control. Are you grateful for today. I hate Th- that. They, they, I think they stopped asking that though, because yeah. the past few times that I've gone, they're like, and they'll everything on the menu is, uh, I am. Yeah, I am something right. grateful. I am whole. So like the BL- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
For all you listeners that don't know, there's a restaurant called Cafe Gratitude. And yeah, that's what they do. They're just like. It's run by like star seeds. Like it is just. <laughs> no, what I hate when I, when I order something, I'm like. The food is yeah. healthy and good though. You yeah, the food get is very good. I, I love ordering yeah. there. But I'm like, yeah, can I get the enchilada? They're like, you are glowing. I'm like, I just want the enchilada. Well, that's Why what, can't you call it the enchilada? That's what you got to say. That, that If they question me, I, I'll just say, no, the BLT. They're yeah. Like, they mean the I am. Bountiful, what? I, no, the BLT. Know, I'll be, yeah, no, just the BLT, please. <laughs> yeah, just, I, just drop the act. I yeah. know you're not that happy, right? I so can't annoying. wait to see like the the comments for from fan, from Kite and Void's fans. It's like, yeah, you listen to Jeff talk about grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> really wish they had talked more about is, the tour. Has this been the saltiest episode no, of Kim Good Boy? Yeah, actually? It's been pretty salty, but whatever. Yeah, yeah no, I mean. The, hey, the world's a crazy place. <laughs> the world is a salty place. I love sure. it, like, but the world is so good right now that all we can bitch about <laughs> is grocery shopping. <laughs> Yeah, it's too good. I mean, the government is shut down right now. Well, That's no, it's reopened. Oh, they, they, they reopened yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that the last thing that happened before they reopened was the FBI. These out-of-work federal agents go to Roger Stone's house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to send a message to Trump. They, the whole fucking SWAT team shows up. All of these, these are federal agents yeah. that are not getting paid. Right. You think they were pissed off at sending a message? <laughs> that, well, was, no. that was epic. Because we were talking about global Warming Did you earlier. see that? Yeah. How they showed up at his house? Amazing. We were talking about global warming earlier, and fucking, it's going to be like negative fifty in Chicago. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was talking to my sister today. I think, uh, and this isn't even the wind chill. It's tomorrow's negative eighteen. Whew. Mm. Global, is, not a good week for global warming. And, and we're complaining about leaving the house to run errands. No, you realize how cushy it is. No, it's, like, it's true. But I mean, it's all relative. You it know? is all relative. <clears throat> you know, we sound soft as hell. That's what <laughs> yeah, I mean. Is really that like? Do. Is that you know? You, we we have no set schedule. We we wake up. We we meditate. <laughs> do, <laughs> do some kundalini. Oh yoga. You know, it's almost embarrassing. We should be ashamed. <laughs> Ourselves, actually. <laughs> what, Molly? What are you doing, Molly? Girl, what's happening? Come here. Um, this is Phil's beautiful pit bull. Yeah, no, people are going to be listening and be like, "These fucking LA pussies." <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. What movie is this, by the way? I, the I, Firm. The Firm. Oh wow. Tom Cruise. Great movie. Great soundtrack. Yeah. Oh really? Uh, David Shire. Cool. No, David Grusin. Grusin. Dave Grusin yeah. does the piano. It is a great. It's a great, great soundtrack. The soundtrack's on Spotify. It's so good. Yeah. Who is she? Jean Triplehorn. Oh, yeah. She was kind of a 90s bae. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, this movie's great. Sidney Pollack. This is after he got caught with the chick on the beach. Yeah. It's weird because Tom Cruise in the, these early 90s, late 80s, early 90s movies, he's got a problem with going down to the tropics and fucking a girl over. Yes. Probably because Cocktail. he slept with another girl. Yeah. Cocktail, he hooks up with that cougar, and yep. Elizabeth Shue catches him this one. All right. But the firm set up that girl on the beach Tom, in this one. Tom Cruise is really good at digging himself out of holes with women because they're ultimately like, she's like, well, wait a second. I'm not going to get a guy as hot as this. <laughs> so, uh, all right. I guess if it was just one. Uh, yeah. Like Elizabeth, she was, it's like, you're looking at Tom Cruise. Like he just like fucked some loser down in Cabo. Like. Well, let, let me see. Oh, I'm I'm going on the dating site. Look at what guy, she's driving right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like she, you better believe that car's that Datsun Z is going to be <laughs> turning back around to get more of uh, Tom Cruise. Oh, and then this is where Gene Hackman uh, invites her down to the Cayman Islands. Wait, where is he? Yeah, there he is. Uh, he's the bad guy in this movie, right? Yeah. He's kind of the bad Actually, yeah, good he's, guy. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. He ultimately, he's like his mentor that yeah. kind of like gets him through the fact that he's working for a law firm that. Uh, 
works for the mob. But he is kind of the bad guy because they're at a funeral in the beginning. He's like giving her eyes like during the ceremony. Yeah. He what? He's he's into her. her like or he's something? flirting with her. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, she's like, this is the other option. If I leave Tom Cruise, <laughs> I'm gonna be with Gene Hackman. Yeah. I guess I can probably get over that infidelity. <laughs> um were there any early Gene Hackman movies where he was like heartthrobby? Or was he always kind of like a. Because he wasn't that heartthrobby in as French pop, connection? As pop I no, 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 he was. And he's not that heartthrobby in the. In the um, what's the wiretap movie? The conversation. The conversation, yeah. I no, thought he was kind of heartthrobby in the Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> yeah, the older. No, these guys were older. I can't tell if Hackman was ever like where if he was like a young. Like, cause he's never even really no. been a zaddy. Night moves, night moves. Yeah, he's yeah, he's kind of he's, he's kind of like of, he, yeah, he's a stud in that. Yeah, yeah he kind of is. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he goes down to investigate a disappearance. And in him and Keys. Melanie Griffith are hooking up, aren't they? No, Melanie Griffith's mom. Melanie uh, Griffith's yeah. like twelve. Oh, you're right. Oh, that's right. That would be an interesting spin. But yeah, these guys, they sometimes, the ones that aren't like the heartthrobs when they're younger, they kind of get a kind of zaddy thing going when they get older. But that documentary, uh, A Decade Under the Influence, talks about how the movie stars in the early 70s were just like, they looked like normal people. Normal people. That yeah. was the whole thing. Roy Scheider, him, um, fucking Bruce Dern. They were just like regular dudes. Right. Like Peter Fonda. Judd Apatow kind of brought that back a little bit. He brought back like the schlub. Yeah. <laughs> no, but these were just like the like the real back in the seventies. It was just it was like Dustin Hoffman, yeah. Robert. Do Duvall, you like uh, Judd Apatow? Hmm. Eh, he's okay. What did didn't he come out against like against Louis C.K.'s thing? Was that in he, the news? He made a big stink. Uh, um, uh, Steve Bannon was going to be at the New Yorker Festival, and he was going to be on a, a, a forum and. Uh, talk about evil Steve Bannon stuff and people were going to be firing all kinds of fucking, and it was going to be awesome. And Judd Apatow and uh, Jim Carrey said, absolutely not. We're not going to this. If that's going to be happening, and a lot of people, some people felt like it was censorship, but other people felt like you're giving Hitler a forum. Right. I don't know. I'm on the fence on that one. Not that I want to give Hitler a forum, but I think that it does get into uh, freedom of speech. And it would have been great to see Steve Bannon get fucking also, annihilated by some of the most intelligent minds of yeah. our, like, Hitler's journalists. A tough, Hitler's a tough comparison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they throw that around that, that, a lot. Uh, yeah. Way too much. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, Trump isn't Hitler. Right. Like, Hitler is a bad motherfucker. He's not like. even Hitler light. No, he's, he, he's like, he's not even He's Stalin. like Hitler zero. Or like, it's like Coke zero, Coke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, Crystal Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad comparison. Like, I get yeah. you don't like the guy. I don't like him either, but he's not Hitler. Yeah. Right. Well, they throw that around for everybody. They, they did it. No, they, they did it for Obama. They also they call did, him that's a just Cheeto. what you do now. Yeah. What, uh, speaking of podcasts, you got your podcast now. Oh, yeah. Kites of the Round Table. Yeah, it's slowed down in the past. Um, we were going to do one. We haven't even done one in 2019. We were going to do, uh, yeah, it is. It's called Kites of the Round Table. It's me and my cousin, Jonathan Kite, who's a comedian. Um, and then I and just saw him at an H and R Block commercial. Yeah, he's uh, that's going. Everybody was hitting me up at the. <laughs> there was some football game or something on, and at, like within three minutes, I must have had like seven <laughs> right. or eight texts come in. Right, but um, uh, yeah, we he his friend's dad actually sadly just passed away, and he went home back to Chicago for a week, and he's in Sundance right now. So he's actually been the one moving around a lot. I haven't been able to 
to uh you don't just get kite of the round table going just <laughs> yeah, the one really. man kind I of i thought uh, about it actually i don't even think he'd Spalding really care Gray. just like how bill burr kind yeah, of yeah. Does. <laughs> um where i just kind of would go on to twitter or just cool. you know the state of affairs i wonder how I, I i would do i think i could do it i think i'm better when i'm sort of passing the ball every once in a while i don't know that i could unless if there were people like tweeting at us or sending questions oh, and like i was an responding to things because Bill Burr spends a lot of time doing that oh, too. Oh, people email him. Yeah, right. A lot of that stuff I'm realizing now because we've done uh, eight or nine episodes. And even before that, we had done like four or five that we didn't put out, just kind of like test episodes. Is um, I'm realizing, you know, because you guys obviously are brothers. So there's a rapport that's uh, entertaining enough for, I think, listeners to kind of have sort of a gateway to, to get into that. That mm. kind of is the engine is like hearing the two of you, two family members just shoot the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that's where I want it to keep going, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's an amount of pre-production and thought that goes into doing it that I haven't really sort of applied yet. Um, and I, I don't even know what that is. I don't know if that's us just kind of talking about current affairs. Mm. If we devote one section of the podcast to some like history, or I was thinking like we could do that. Um, grocery stores. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but like that's how I want because I, I, really my favorite part of it so far is um, the post production stuff that I do. I like oh, yeah, I lay, in, I lay right. in Foley, right? And um, and that is really sort of the subliminal part of the show. Like when I listen back to it, I don't really listen too much. But when it when it's done and I've edited it down a little bit and I'm putting these sounds in, I'll like have one last listen through while I'm kind of straightening up and doing something else. Right. Just trying to hear it like and uh, and that part of it is fun. The production side, I actually really like. I just kind of want it to be about something instead of us just kind of bree- breezing along. Right, yeah, right. Like okay. the rewatch was like you wanted to have a theme like a or hug. something. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like, and, and so we can shoot. Inevitably, we're going to shoot the shit no matter what it is. So even if we have like, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, where there was like one segment on on history, and it's like okay. This week we're going to get into like medieval history, and I we were talking about fuck who knows the crossbow or something. No, like I listen to one ologies, and each time she picks a certain like biology or sexology something or something like, like that, that, and then kind of goes into a comedy thing, right. sort of rooted and, and around that. Exactly, it's it's always going to fall back <clears throat> to the two of us being the two of us. Right, you're just introducing some um, some topics. And uh, it, it's a lot harder. I mean, even just doing this, it's like, you know, when the mics are, you fire them up and it's, you know, and you've really got to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not easy, you know. Right. Either, uh, yes. either people freeze up or they can't, like, access the information quick enough in their brain to really kind of, like, explain something or tell a story. You really do get better. I could already tell from the first episode to just the eighth episode, in my opinion, how much more of a flow there is to, right. to us. Um, and it's just like anything else. You just get, you just get better at doing it. But you're having fun with it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I really want to spend time. And like I was saying, the pre-production, once I really figure out what that is, um, cause I have to lead it. That's not Jonathan's thing. And I don't even think he would be leading the conversation. Kind of like I always said, he's kind of like the wind and I'm kind of like the sails, you know, Um, because he can just go, go, go. He's so quick witted his mind. He's so rapid fire 
where I kind of like, you know, when he can go on a million tangents and I can too, I can easily lose my train of thought and just, and just drift. But shout out to the Trader Joe's segment of this episode. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. But I'm saying there is something to just like guiding and leading it yeah. so so that you know you're finishing. You're like, what were we just talking about? Fuck, I can't remember. Anyway, you mm. know, I hate when I'm hearing uh, like like listening oh, back and yeah, that happens. Okay. How's the feedback? Do a lot of uh, Voids fans listen? They do, yeah. I think overall, I think they... Now they're going to stop listening to Camp Goodboy when you're on, because they're like, no, we already got, the, we got Jeff on his. Well, I mean, you know, the thing anymore. with the Void stuff is that I, I, I love sharing it and talking about it, but it's kind of like... I, I don't know. It's hard for me to really think that, you know, like right now what we're doing is fun to talk about because we're writing. Tour is like tour. It's never... It's never as exciting as I think it, is it comes across on like social and I'm serious. It's like, there's something more, uh, like I want to talk about when we're in the studio and we're actually making things yeah. and, and like ideas are coming together. Is it cause um, the, I mean, when you're on tour, when you're on tour, it's like you're, did I say it like that? No, no, oh, yeah, that girl. It's like that gets you at your job. Like, so that's just like, oh, it's just, we're just on tour. Like, so, but when you're saying when people see that, they think it's like, oh, that must be so fucking awesome. and incredible. But like, it's just work. It, it, for, it, for it is, it sounds, I, I know it sounds like conceited, but it, you know, or something, I don't know if that's the word, but when you put it like that, but it's true. I mean, the show itself is the best. Like that's so much oh, fun. The yeah, minute yeah. that the lights go down and we walk out totally. on stage and everything, I still get a rush. Oh, I'm sure. And when we're playing and you can feel the music swinging and it's, it's really happening that night. Oh my God. What's yeah. the most yeah. nervous you've ever been before a show? Um, I got, I'm. I get a little nervous before the TV performances. Not all of them. Like we did. Um, uh, I remember we did. Uh, I guess it was this last one when we, for some reason, I was nervous before leaving in my dreams. On um, Fallon, yeah, right. on the Tonight Show. But I wasn't when we did Where No Eagles Fly. It's amazing how your state of mind can, on any given day, I know. can just you know. There's days where it's like I'm about to go on national TV on the Tonight Show, and I feel fucking cool as ice. Right. You know? And then there's and, days where you have to go grocery shopping, and it's like <laughs> and no. But I'm saying, and then there's Christ. days where you during another TV thing, and I'm really kind of like you know, it's like you know the guy on the walkie talking, like bring the brand, the band out. They need to be on the side of the stage. Guys, get into position. Yeah, and you're like, holy shit, we're fucking doing this right now, and your heart's racing. Uh-huh. And you know, you want your fingers to kind of relax on the keyboard, and you want to play with feel, and you know, you want it to be good, but you're. Would you rather just lip sync? You know, <laughs> I mean, it seems so much god it, it just seems so much easier to to do that like you know the super bowl performances and everything like there's nothing to be worried about right it's true. all pre-recorded it's true. like uh, billions of people are watching but it's just i would think i i would i wonder if anybody's ever nervous i, I think every for the I think, super bowl which is the like oh, one of the biggest I'm sure yeah i think every performer any performer that said they're not nervous is fucking lying but it, but if you're if you're lip syncing i'm saying oh, i oh, guess you would because if something went wrong but you're still up there. You want to make the dance. You're still dancing. Yeah, that no. shit's got to look good. Totally. And if yeah. it doesn't, you're going to get fucking scorched by. Or if like the, the backing track fails and it, that gets recorded. No. Yeah. I think that. you would want to. You would be nervous because any little thing you do, you could be made into a meme. You could, you could go viral on Twitter for like, oh, look, his shoes untied or I don't know. Yeah. Anything could go wrong. Mm-hmm. I remember we did a song called River of Brake Lights in 2010 when we were on Fallon before it was The Tonight Show. This is when he was after Leno. Leno? Yeah. Um, Leno. (laughs) (laughs) 
And there's a crazy, crazy solo in that song. And um, it's just, it's like the breakdown. It's, it, it, it makes no sense. It's mm-hmm. like, it's the hardest thing to play. And, uh, and there was a close up, like right when you go back and watch it now, like the camera is right up on my hands and right on my face when I'm playing it. And, uh, yeah, no, I was mortified. Uh-huh. I mean, cause it's like, it makes no sense like right. musically, but it's, there's such a precision to it. Right. And, um, and I was like, man, all I got to do is get past that fucking breakdown and I'm gold. And uh, as soon as I, I got through it, it was like the second half of the song was a breeze. You know, it was just like I had a party just going off in my head. Same when we did Fallon the second time. With, Let's when, talk about that party in your head. What, uh, what are we talking? Uh, Quinceañera? Like, I was just, I was just <laughs> like, no, just right after it was done, I was like, there was just a feeling. There was just like. It's, I'm just picturing you on a chair and the parents are holding you up <laughs> and you've got a yarmulke on. Like, <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah, it would probably be some kind of um, bar mitzvah-like celebration. <laughs> but you were nervous because the camera was right there. And I it was... knew it was a moment that if, if, if I didn't, if, if I lost it, mm. there's no recovering. It's like very hard to pick it up. Oh, got it. So um, like if I stumbled on a note or two, it's just kind of a head fuck of a part and it's really hard to recover. So I don't know what, and there's nothing else that really plays in that moment other than the drums. Okay. If you heard it, you would, it would make sense. It's like, it's, it's just, it's weird and challenging and scary. And then if you fuck it up, there's not a party in your head. Are you just getting like taken out of the courtroom by bailiffs? Like as the, (laughs) uh, like the angry mob is like, I would be, uh, (laughs) I would be really, I, 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 or it's just like a party that you're throwing. Like you're like, oh, people should be showing up by now. What's, uh, what's <laughs> yeah, going on no, here? No, yeah, no, well, here. you know that it's going to live online forever, right? And every time you're just gonna, you're just, gonna, it's just embarrassing. Yeah. You know? Now, wait, so you'd rather fuck that up like at a show than on a live TV for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If I, now I'm gonna go even at a show it would bum me, but yeah. Right. right. Gene Hackman looks kind of fuckable here. <laughs> oh, he's down in the Caymans. Yeah. He's, Oh, yeah, oh, she because she uh, she's poised. She poisoned him. She poisoned him. Yeah, or she like gave him like a, a drug to. Knock well, him I was just out. trying to think when I asked before if he had ever been kind of like a, a stud ever in any of the movies. Like even right watch, here. even watching him be like sexual right here. There's like certain actors that where it just doesn't. No, I see what you're saying. I've yeah. never like really. I can't picture him. Like you, I've never seen a, like in a love I, scene. I, I, yeah, but yeah. see, like you, or like you can't really picture Benicio del Toro in a love scene, except <laughs> in Escape at Danamora, yeah. where he's just like, where he's fucking. Um, that was a little talent. different because she's just. Tra- I mean, she's yeah, such right? a trashy kid. So is he? But yeah. yeah, no, you're right. Did you catch Escape at Danamora? No, dude. Yeah. Is that like, a new movie? Honestly, we'll cut, let's stop the podcast right now. Go home. <laughs> it's the Showtime series. Uh, Del Toro and um, Paul Dano. Paul Dano, and uh, it's an escape, a prison escape thing. It happened a few years ago in upstate New York, dude. Unbelievable! Wow! It's, oh, it's so good. Yeah, Ben Stiller. Like the ben Stiller directed so all good. of them. Oh yeah, is yeah. that winning awards? Oh right yeah, now? And it's it winning. Won. It's worthy it's of all the awards. Dude. It's, it's better than so like the pilot is better than it's up there with some of my favorite movies. I mean, it's so fucking bad. Oh, the soundtrack is soundtrack's incredible. It's just awesome. What's winning the awards this year? Because I haven't seen anything and I'm not paying attention. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody is winning a lot. It is. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, I liked it. It's the you? one about Queen. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was I almost answered you like, oh yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I loved that movie. I really did. Yeah, did you like it? I liked it. Yeah, it was good. 
Yeah. I mean, their music is fucking great. Oh, we no, were saying great. they're the. I'm like, just saying the genre. They're the. They're the. They're the British Journey. They're like they weren't like Zeppelin or like the badass yeah. band. Like they were for the people. It was big, big real anthemy, yeah. real anthemy music right, that right. everybody connected with. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but it's made because it's the the guy that directed all the X Men, Brian Singer. He made it, so it's got this like it's not like um it's not very well made, but like the acting is really good and the and the music is obviously great. Right. What else is out there that's uh, I supposed mean, st- to be everybody good? loves Star is Born. Did you see that? No. Coma. Did you see Coma? No. Uh, it's that black and white movie. <laughs> that, oh, Roma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you Did you not like that? I liked it. I, I, I actually, good. I'm going. It's really I'm gonna go, I watched it on my computer, but I'm going to go watch it on the uh, the big screen. I mean, it's it's visually yeah. stunning. It really it is. is. No, it, it is. They no, do. I, he I does some interesting one. things with like mm-hmm. just all those crazy things where it would just normally be a normal sign, and there's like a gigantic lobster. Oh, that for the sculpture. opening scene of the movie with it's, the water yeah, coming across the, the into the drain. It's it's unreal. It's one of those movies like La Dolce Vita where it's just you you could just look at it yeah. you don't even need to follow it or anything yeah, totally. until well i won't give it away but no, there's a it. harrowing oh, for oh the you list, saw it. for the listeners yeah yeah no i like spoiler it. alert uh <laughs> that one i saw and i saw vice these are these are the i liked vice yeah, vice is great it was okay i thought I it was all right it. i didn't like that director i got a little annoyed by i felt like that's I, like his style it's kind of oh like, we're like the credits roll in the in the middle of the movie which i really like what, but, what do you yeah. call that when a director puts their like touch on it like that uh yeah. jerking off yeah kind of <laughs> director jerk well, off. he's coming from the a comedy world off. and he brings that into these like more serious movies and it's kind of weird it's I mean, just, I thought that credit thing was really funny. I just thought he, it was, like, he, clever. He takes a somewhat surrealist approach, I think, to the material uh, visually and some of the choices that he makes here. If that was our podcast. That's probably, like, when, you, when your fans thought, here, you're coming on a podcast, they probably think it's going to be this, like, really sophisticated music podcast. And, like, so, man, let's talk about the, uh, the first album. I want to go back uh, to track three. You know what's interesting when people talk to each other? Is like when you bring it down like that. Like if if I showed up and I, I I walked over here and you know I'm I'm like have this energy and, you know and I'm yeah. ready to like dive into this and everything. But like you were somebody that really just kind of your podcast was like this. It was like Jason Bentley style, and it was like so. Tell me about the record that get you know. Oh God, and, and I so could never but, do but, it. But if yeah. you stay Miss like me. that, it's it's interesting how you can bring someone's energy like totally. It finds a middle ground, and then I would probably start kind of talking like this. Oh yeah, you absolutely would. Even though I showed up kind of like Speedy Gonzalez over yeah. here, you know, it's like <laughs> you know what I mean. No, you absolutely would take on that like the way they are, it's the way the funny host was. how just human energy like that on a conversational level like how that works yeah because mm-hmm. we do a bunch of interviews and everything and sometimes there are like julian is 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 usually kind of uh just kind of chill and quiet and he's got sort of a slower pace to his you know He's not kind of rapid fire, but uh, sometimes the interviewers are, but you can really start seeing them sort of, they want the interview to go well. So there's, there's a bit of a thing happening and then they sort of ease back and they want to be cool. So what starts is like this eager interviewer that's just like full of excitement just kind of becomes like, so, you know politics you know what oh, you <laughs> now do you ever have one of these guys that's like we got the cougar on 84 fm we got jeff kite from the voids in the studio today uh-huh. you might, jeff, what's going on we've had those how you doing buddy yeah we've had those and, and are you like hey man i'm doing pretty good <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how much time we got left there phil we got about two minutes uh, two minutes uh what's what are the next shows coming up 
Will Turn. Oh, right. uh, Saturday. Saturday. This Saturday, weekend. Yep. Um, Friday and Saturday, right? No, no, no. I thought just, I saw you had two dates up there. Just Saturday. Um, this week also we have, for anybody that's going to, when is this going to come up? Tomorrow? Probably Wednesday. Wednesday. What okay. day is it? Monday? We well, have Wednesday, a, uh, we're doing a pop-up uh, party, like sh- pop-up shop party on um, Thursday night. I'll put a post up on my Instagram maybe the day that this comes out. Uh, for anybody, um, I think the band is going to show up, but we have all sorts of cool merch and our lighting designers putting. So it's uh, like together. a party. It's a party, yeah. Ah, downtown, cool. Um, Where people just get to come hang out with the band. Come hang out oh, with the band, wow. and um, we have all this cool merch that's really, really awesome. And we're premiering two videos, uh, so that's going to be super cool. Um, I don't know the address offhand, but. Um, Check out my Instagram. Well, maybe you should come more prepared to the podcast. (laughs) And then are you guys um, going to be on festivals this summer? Yeah, so this summer is we're we're kind of sort of chasing the strokes around a little bit because they have a – so we're doing um, Governor's Ball. We've been confirmed in uh, New York. Um, There's two shows in Spain confirmed in July. Yeah. and I think there's one more maybe that I'm not thinking of. So I think it's going to be – we're on the lookout really for festivals right now because uh, we didn't really do them last year. Mm-hmm. And um, You got to do your festivals, Jeff. You got to do <laughs> You got to do, do your festivals. They pay the, they pay the money even though they're kind of like, you know, they're a little played at this point yeah. to come full circle. Let's to complain a, about more like ridiculous, <laughs> irrelevant shit that actually has any – uh, like effect on anybody's life in a real way. There's cool festivals out there. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not complaining. Nice. Um, we'll, uh, we'll give some shout outs. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Mia Sketches. She's a big uh, Voids fan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Shout out and Mia. Camp Good Boy fan. How about <laughs> yeah. Two worlds coming together. Oh cool. Uh, shout out to. Uh, oh yeah. There's. Well, this is like the only viable way to get any Voids information. <laughs> is there Camp Good Boy? Shout out to Seth Hasty. Hey, shout out, shout Seth. out. How are these people? Are they just hitting you up right now? No, they're, they're, they're my followers on Instagram. Oh, okay, cool. Shout out to, uh, let's see, shout out to, uh, what else we got here? Michaela Brewer. Shout out, shout Michaela. Out. Uh, shout out to Dan Anastasio. Dan. In relation <laughs> In relation to Trey. Trey, yeah. <laughs> and uh, hey, shout out to uh, Gilly Bus SF. Hey, shout out to Gilly Bus. Yeah. And shout out to Eric Womp. My friend from college. Hey, shout, shout out, Eric. Shout out, guys. Hey, by the way. Thanks did, for listening. <laughs> did you remember Always. when we were at Lucas's, we were, there was a topic of conversation that we said that we were going to. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. It. Yeah, you remember. Yes. Wait, what was this? Remember we were at Lucas's for. Um, for the football game. Uh-huh. Super Bowl. Yeah. No, it wasn't the Super Bowl. <laughs> the, so, it was like the wild card weekend. Whatever. You care about football about as much as I care about football. <laughs> this is like the third game of the season. Yeah. It's all the same to me. Yeah, yeah we, we were talking about how Jimi Hendrix is like, yeah, everyone loves him and everything, but he's like really not part of the conversation when it comes to like nobody talks about Hendrix except like my uncle. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like nobody, you never hear influences, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just for someone who's such an incredible musician and entertainer, I, I found to be a very sad story. Hendrix, like he's a, you know, I mean, it, it's weird. Cause he's, he seemed like this happy, jovial guy, but I think he just got like, he was so happy and easygoing that he just got led astray to, I know, you know Trey but, from fish talks about him and uh, Pete Townsend talks about him. Oh, well then, also, you never really like 
Hendrix doesn't isn't like you never like throw Hendrix on like I, even though when you do I it's know, awesome I, like yeah. Axis Bold mm-hmm. is love is fucking incredible like I, I get it but the Purple Haze one uh, are you experience is a little it's a little just kind of abrasive you know like the guy's very the man was very talented he's very talented Axis Bold is love is is it's like soulful and, it's and pretty weird there's yeah. like there's a lot of weird songs on it no it is there's and then like Electric a, Ladyland is very. You I love that. Yeah. He kind of went to like an impression. is pretty room. amazing. I used to practice drums but, to that yeah, when I was. Do you listen to it? I don't listen to it past. Which is, I think, like track two, actually. Yeah, I mean, I I don't listen to Hendrix. Even once they once Buddy Guy or whatever starts singing, I'm like, uh, next. I but there is nothing better than that. Well, you know the thing is, but he is. If that, so I agree. I don't turn him on a lot. But when you start kind of like doing face-offs of guitar players mm-hmm. of all time. He kind of beats everybody. He's usually, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's, he's up there with Joe Bonamassa. My, uh, <laughs> he's always number one in those like Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like who else, who else would you even throw? Robert Fripp, but it's not a guitar. It's right not a on. guitar. Like I don't love his guitar soloing. I'd rather listen to David Gilmore's guitar soloing. That's just a little bit more composed. It's just a little cleaner soulful. sounding. Yeah. Uh, Gilmore, Hendrix, I, Gilmore's Hendrix? got that clean sound. I just love both played strats. Yeah, both play. No, Hendrix is just very like erratic and crazy, and it's you, great. I, you know, honestly, well, he's improvising. You know, yeah, Gil- no, totally. Gilmore's never totally. improvised. No, no, he's not. Give me, I like those fucking Robbie Robertson solos. Just those yeah. reels, like, whee, like the the his solo in Kingdom Come, or uh, I, I'm sorry, um, Harvest King Harvest. Like just those. It's like he plays the Strat also, just really clean, poppy, yeah. no, nothing too technical. Just like kind of nails it, like in a way that like. Uh, even uh, Neil Young to some extent, just very basic. But I, man, go back and listen to those band records for when Robbie, oh, yeah. those Robbie Robertson solos are incredible. They're just very simple and basic. Yeah, maybe he doesn't get enough credit. I never think about him. He as, gets credited uh, more as a, a, as a he, lead he guitar gets, player. He gets more credit for ruining the rest of the band's <laughs> yeah, life. Right. Yeah, and, Robert, and yeah stealing all the publishing and, and just hanging out with Scorsese. Yeah. But any, I mean, he's an incredible songwriter. But yeah, he. But he, I love his guitar playing. Yeah, like his solo he does in Don't, uh, Don't Do It in the beginning of the last waltz is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's what the first thing that I was thinking about. I was like, what solos does he take on the last waltz? And I can't even like that really... one. The one in the beginning, Don't Do It. He rips a solo. Oh, and even uh, it makes no difference. Like the really heartfelt oh, yeah. song, yep. he does an incredible solo. Don Waz said he's a freak of a guitar player. I think so. I mean, it's it's very unpredictable. You you don't know what I I, I think. Yeah, I think he's pretty underrated. Band. Well, good. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming back. Yeah, thanks, uh, Jeff. Dude, my pleasure. A happy anniversary, Camp. Good happy boy. anniversary. Is wow. it what? Tell me, it's a year to the like. It's, I, it's a year to the day. The, the Instagram was like, you want to see your post, and it was the post. It was a picture I took of the microphones on the table. Oh, nice. Huh. Happy anniversary. Yeah, it feels good. Does it feels like a year? Yeah, that feels like a year ago. So go back and listen to the, uh, <laughs> yes. the old. I don't even know if they're up. The first episode. Do you ever go back and listen to old episodes? No, not really. Do we yeah. still have the very first one we ever did? Yeah, I, I, I have it on the computer somewhere. Like we did one w- before we even had microphones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure I have it. We'll put when we have the Patreon up. We'll put that on as bonus content. <laughs> I love for it. The you put a little high pass filter on on it. What is it? The high pass of this right here. I just leave that. That's like what. Garage Band has it at, and it sounds good. Is that just like a preset? For any, for- anytime I fuck with it, it's like really high. So that's just, yeah, it's like a preset. The next time you come on, we'll do we'll all have auto tune and just <laughs> and do a whole episode in auto tune, and then go try to get into a Tiger party. Yeah, 
All right. All right. Thanks well, for coming uh, on. Yeah, we'll uh, see you all next so week. Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night. If the wheel turn. I think there are like, I think I was on the phone with our manager. There's like 200 tickets available. Anybody that's thinking about going, you can probably still get tickets. Uh, also, Thursday night, um, I'll post a picture on my Instagram for the pop up. Oh, right. Come down and, and hang. And if anybody needs a ticket after they're already sold out, you can slide into the Camp Good Boy DM <laughs> and uh, we'll make an we offer a, for we, the. We have an the, allotment of tickets. <laughs> <laughs> we have an allotment of two tickets. We'll, uh, we'll make you a very reasonable uh, deal for those. Stay warm out there, Chicago. Yeah. Oh, boy. Be safe, Chicago. <laughs> Dude, it's like Antarctica. Dude, it's it is. It's like Antarctica fuck. in the summer. That's how That's how cold it gets. Well, All right. For real, though. All righty. Adios, amigos. See you guys next week. Turn out to be nice.